6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. First, wanted to get to this because... Uh, you know, this has been a project that's been underway for a year and a bit and now facing some big challenges. And the big question is what's going to happen to more than 300 apartment units that have been designated for people transitioning from chronic homelessness? That's the question after the city of Edmonton didn't receive a $9 million a year commitment it had asked the province for. Let's get into it. A little bit more details with Susan McGee, who is the CEO of Homeward Trust. Susan, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. So give us a, just to refresh our memories uh, about uh, these units, about these buildings, how they came about. Well, supportive housing and, um, you know, that, that model of being able to have an apartment with that 24-7 support has been part of a priority in our community since our, our, our original plan and certainly the plan update prior to the pandemic. And we've been working on those, but during um, the last couple of years, we were able to really, um, you know, fast track the development of these five sites uh, because of some of the, the federal capital that was made available. So, you know, it's been, it's been a process. It's been a, a long process of trying to um, kind of move these things along and then just, you know, the opportunity of being able to really um, invest quickly and, and yeah. goodness, like, you know, <laughs> the construction timelines have been pretty crazy, but really uh, great. Yeah, no, so again, it was uh, the federal government's, I think, the Rapid Housing Initiative, and it required the, the buildings, any of these buildings, to be completed by 2022. So off we go. There were projects in a number of communities as well as two hotels that were uh, being converted into these supportive units. So um, now there's a funding shortfall, and I guess, you know, some people would be saying, okay, well, why did we go ahead and do this if we didn't have a commitment from the province for this cash? Yeah, well, you know, the province has funded and they do continue to fund our efforts to end homelessness in our community. Um, those those programs that we have been funding and, and have actually, you know, c- continued to house people throughout the pandemic have, um, you know, that that is what they're for. And so the thing about uh, where we're at is we've seen an increase in homelessness mm-hmm. and uh, planning for these projects anticipated in, in worst case scenario, we would have to look at our current funding. Now, that increase in homelessness has certainly um, exasperated, a, you know, a lot of a lot of the work, but uh, we are going to continue to problem solve around that and certainly didn't go into developing these projects without anticipating that we would have to, um, if, if necessary, make those decisions. It's just certainly a challenge because it does mean taking from, from elsewhere where right now services are so critical. Yeah, and I, so I think that's the, the next big question Susan, you said you're going to continue to look at and see what uh, you know what can be done. I mean, where are you looking? What when you take a, a deep dive into it, is there money there that that's going to be able to to, to keep this or, or get it going, continue to keep it going, and and helping the folks who need it. In our typical, I, I don't want to say typical, but just you know, annual work prior to the pandemic, um, we had housing first programs, prevention programs, numerous initiatives, and one of those areas too is rental assistance and supporting people. We work with some hundred plus uh, private landlords to ensure that people get access to housing where they don't need those on-site supports. During the pandemic, the federal government has increased its funding in some areas. Um, you know that that planning around that has been. 
you know, we're just kind of figuring out right now how long and, and sustained those funds are going to um, be with us. And so we, you know, certainly have opportunities within, you know, either new funding and really also to look back at where where else like if we can secure rental assistance differently for these yeah. projects that will make okay. a big difference uh, you know other 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 areas uh within again you know ensuring that there's other potentially support you know for for these sites are coming from a few few sources so uh, you know i i think a lot has happened quickly um in the last uh, couple of months around literally six weeks ago uh, we were sitting in rooms with increases in numbers and thinking about do we need to open another hotel to today making this really significant shift and able to focus on those long-term solutions and you know we'll, we'll we're, we're working really hard on that it will be tough just because as a community we've seen such an increase in demand 2900 um th that was the uh, the last number i think the number reported late last week of the people identifying as 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 homeless in edmonton and as you said that number what it doubled over the pandemic didn't it it did yes it it did so it, i'm curious to know these units specifically you know it's, i think it's important to know it's more than just a room it's it's more than just uh you know a kitchen and a bed like the, the support that comes along with this is is also instrumental in in helping people transition can you tell us about that there's uh on-site supports i mean folks have their own apartment it's it's their their small self-contained suites but those on-site supports for really what is you know less than one like 0.1 percent uh, of of our community that without those supports they are often being evicted losing their housing and quite frankly not accessing those other services that are so critical whether it's home care or even getting into a treatment facility and being able to just re recover um as individuals and then have you know that law that long-term support other facilities that support people in kind of more clinical models um, are far more expensive mm -hmm. and so this particular approach that's community-based partnerships with Alberta Health Services for sure but is a way to ensure that those folks get the 24-7 support without necessarily um, you know a really expensive alternative that we might see in more of a clinical setting yeah. well Susan keep us updated on on the progress and and what uh, what comes next because we'll be watching it we'll be watching it closely thanks for making time for us this afternoon thank you very much yeah take care susan mcgee is the ceo of homeward trust so yeah you, you might remember this right so yeah, back in in 2020, the feds had uh, announced this wrapping, rapid housing initiative, and it said, "Okay, we're going to get these." And we talked about this on the show numerous times. Um, and it said, "Okay, we're going to get these these buildings built," but they had to be done by 2022. And so, there were a number of projects: one in King Edward Park, one in Inglewood, Terrace Heights, Wellington, and Westmount, as well. Uh, two hotels are being converted into permanent supportive units. Um, uh, one of them's up on, on Fort Road, which will have 53 units in it. And uh, there's an, another one on University Avenue um, that is being um, that is being uh, converted into these uh, permanent supportive use, units. So, again, all of this, the, the 348 little apartments within these seven buildings were all a part of the city's goal of creating 900 
permanent supportive housing units by by 2024. The, the issue continues to grow in the city of Edmonton, continues to be a huge challenge. And as we've said numerous times, it's it's more than just housing. It's more than just addictions. It's more, you know, there's it's not just one thing and it, it's got to all work together. Right. And so uh, when you're when you're working to transition people, you know, off the streets, um, to, to a place of their own, um, one of the important things is making sure that they have the support they need to deal with all the other issues. I mean, you can put a, you can, you can give them a bed, but if you're not dealing with all of those other issues that, you know, led to the situation in the first place, you know, you're just pounding your head against the wall, right? You're just, it's, it's not going to be successful. So you need to make sure that you have those other things, especially, um, you know, drug treatment options, the mental health options absolutely have to be there. So what happens next? You know, the city was hoping for, uh, you know, that $9 million uh, commitment. Uh, didn't receive it. So Susan McGee saying, you know, they're looking at every kind of option and looking at how they can um, move things around, how they can uh, deal with... Um, rent in a different way so we'll see what happens it would be a shame to lose those it would be a shame to lo to lose those uh, given the situation that we have in this uh, in the city this province